Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Runswell Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today we're doing some trash talking with Dom Ferris from uh, Trash Free Trails. It's an organisation and community, Rick, focused on removing litter, basically, which is very good. Very good. From trails, yeah. Noble art. The noble art of removing litter from trails. Very good. To making them, making them trash free. Yeah. Trash free trails. I mean, I'm only getting through this again, Rick, because uh, I think it's, it's only fair that the audience know that you're on quite a lot of painkillers right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I had my knee operation yesterday. So I'm, uh, yeah, sort of still feeling the after effects of like the general anaesthetics. I'm feeling pretty mellow, actually. Everyone, Rick has got some decent painkillers. He's being pretty mellow today. So, you know, if he goes off on any tangents, don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Forgive me. Just let him riff. Just let him go. Forgive me. Just let him go. Yeah. So I was in the Lewisham Hospital uh, yesterday morning uh, getting a um, yeah minor knee surgery. Um, pain-wise, feeling pretty good. Uh, so that's good. I can kind of hobble around without crutches, which is That's really nice. good. And yeah. yeah, I'm kind of hoping to be back. I think re- realistically, like, it's very easy to to be a bit impatient with something like this and feel like you're kind of injury free now and then um you're not so i think i think a two to three month kind of mm. um, recovery period is actually better so that's what i'm going for be nice to be running kind of you know like completely unimpeded by the summer months yeah um so that's what i'm that's what i'm shooting for and you're just having you're having like a little a little bit of meniscus taken out. Was that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's the medial side, so the inside of the knee, which is apparently much more common. You can have the same operation done on the lateral side, but uh, that's much less common. And um, yeah, I mean, as operations go pretty straightforward. So it's only like, I think you're in surgery for about 45 minutes. Right. Um, it's actually an injury that is much more associated with with footballers so it's almost like the new kind of metatarsal it's quite a trendy one to get <laughs> so people like uh louis suarez the great uruguayan striker had it oh. um and there are some amazing like um recovery turnarounds in football i don't know how they're quite doing it but some people have been back playing after like three weeks oh, that's, <laughs> with this stuff that is mad um but yeah it's a, it's a twisting injury really or an impact injury so i think that actually i probably did it about seven years ago or, or I kind of weakened that area playing football. I remember there was a particular mm. collision, and then, yeah, it just it just kind of um, really went earlier uh, last year. And like, it's it's a tricky one, Ben, because I know you've got you've got um, bad knees as well, and it's and it's it is quite common with you know lots of people. And you have to make a decision really about the benefits of going down the surgical route, and it, it isn't a straightforward um, decision. I think. No. I mean, I think you probably favour the non-surgical route if you can. And that's totally fair enough as well. Well, I have so far. I think the difference, the, the real gleaming difference between you and I, though, was that yours, your meniscus 
you can absolutely tell me if I'm wrong, but the bit of meniscus had actually separated, right? And was like floating in your knee. Yeah, or it it would kind of, if if not floating, a little bit had kind of cracked and was ready to be taken out. Yeah, yeah. You see, mine's different. Mine's mine's just torn or sort of split okay. or yeah. whatever you want to say. So I don't, I haven't had any of the locking or the sort of like uh, bits and pieces that you can get. So yours yeah. would yeah. feel like, you know, I have moments with mine where they feel a bit unstable or whatever it is, but mine's yeah. a different issue. And I think that the danger is you have a scan and a scan is mm. it sees meniscus and then that's immediately the yeah the root becomes this inevitable surgery which isn't which absolutely isn't the, the well also it's just like they go oh it's meniscus damage that's it that's your problem mm. and it's kind of signed off because you can visually see it because obviously guessing what's wrong with it in something inside yeah. the knee is is tricky yeah. so they kind of go oh well if you do a scan and then no oh, that's meniscus and then you need surgery and that's it whereas i'm I think it's something different. So I'm yeah. just working out what it is at the moment. But yeah, yeah, mate, all, all the power to you. I'm glad that you've got it done and you can, uh, the road to recovery. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a bit of a kind of stick or twist moment for me of like, I, I could actually run okay, like three times a week. It, I wasn't like at the level that I'd like to be, but it was more like general life, like not being able to squat down and twist and all those sort of things where like, because I like yeah, obviously yeah. a dad now, it'd be nice. To, I've got visions of like playing football or any kind of ball sport with um my son and I kind of felt like I at the minute there seems like there's no way back for me doing that in in the current state so it's, it's actually a non a kind of non-running motivation more than a more than the running one um so that was that was a sort of interesting side note to it but anyway enough about me let's talk to Dom about <laughs> cleaning up Britain's trails that is a much more interesting subject <laughs> hey uh, yeah uh, well thanks for having us for anyone who doesn't know about trash free trails um tell us about what it is and how it first came into existence Oh yeah, I've got, got to try and condense this. Uh, it's always so. Um, my uh, my background, uh, you know, my CV, I suppose, for 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 running trash free trails is I worked for um, Surface Against Sewage for ten years. Um, I'm not sure if if you know them, but but you know, they're a marine conservation um, uh, charity. Um, yeah, so I started there in 2010. Totally wet behind the ears. That I was. Uh, I'd worked in the outdoors, so again, that's a bit more of my CV since I was 16. Um, always felt this really strong responsibility towards it, um, but didn't have the kind of educational sign, the backdrop to it or the experience to, to do much too much about mm. it rather than speaking to my friends. So mm. worked there, um, very quickly discovered that I was I had an uh, affinity for creating these beach clean events. Um, so at the time in 2010, beach cleans weren't really a thing. Um, Surface Against Sewage had only done... Um, um, they'd done less than 10 in 2009. Um, last year, right. I think they did up and over two and a half thousand. So, so there's wow. an explosion that happened wow. around that. So, so as I was growing my, you know, my experience and, 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 and my principles and my approach with Surface Against Sewage, and we're seeing this massive bloom um, in awareness and action in the con- marine conservation world, um, Around 2013-14, um, I was going home a lot because my father was um, really ill um, and I was going home to visit him in hospital and um, it was really intense. And what I, was, what I did is actually I started to reconnect with my old mountain bike friends because I was living in Cornwall and I hadn't right. been mountain biking avidly um, for, for a number of years. And I'd, and I'd started to reconnect with them and it started to become this amazing way of decompressing. Um, but then very quickly I started to realise like, I'm seeing the same things here. I'm seeing the same litter issue, the same single-use pollution issues. Um, But what I'm not seeing, Mm. what I'm actually hearing and seeing is a deafening silence in comparison to the 
marine conservation world. No one was talking about it. Right. And if they were talking mm. about it, they were talking about it in a way that I didn't really connect with. They were talking about it in more of a shame and guilt way, you know, whereas Surface Against Sewage, we were about right. positive solutions um, and, and community. So so I was like, ah, oh, you know, the bit of the classic mid-Wales imposter syndrome going, oh, someone should probably, someone should probably do something <laughs> about that. And, and then I slowly started to realise, I was like, oh, well, I'm, maybe like I'm have some qualifications to do it and and i and i was lucky too because yeah. i had some of my best friends who are now our long-term ambassadors ross lambie is a good example i would say thanks to ross yeah. he, he very quickly went i'm with you on this dom i'll support you on this i'll help you make this become something right. um yeah and like tiny bit more background yeah. as, I, as i then went right okay i need to make an organization like like surface against sewage and i got totally bogged down because i was trying to create an organization you know, I was going, I need documents, I need science, mm. I need strategy. Um, and I'm really busy at work at SAS. Yeah. I also not renowned for my, well, I wasn't renowned at that time for my documents and my strategy. It was more like going out <laughs> and doing stuff. Um, so I suddenly yeah. went, you know what? If I want to do this, I think I've just got to start doing it. So I asked my friend if she could do a logo for us. And she is still pretty much our logo now. And Ellie, she still works with us. Um, and I just started talking about it on Instagram in January the 7th, 2017. And um, and here we are. Yeah, you know, um, getting to a position where you guys have noticed what we're doing and have asked to speak to us, which is exactly the intention. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I first uh, saw what you guys were doing via Instagram and being a cyclist, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, this immediately rings true. But running is equally as guilty and I kind of I didn't have that thought process in my head of just being like oh wait a sec no I, I, for some reason I thought maybe runners didn't litter as much <laughs> or something but anyway it's just like you know it's actually this is it, it's about the environment not the, the, the not the the sport taking place it's about the people it's about like wherever you go caring to look after that place yeah I think um so through you know talking about this strategy we now do have a strategy and i think it's very important for me whoever i was talking to whether i'm talking to your to the audience of your podcast or to to someone just you know on a trail when they say well, okay well tell us about trashy trails i always want to make sure i introduce this properly so you know um we we are we're a community interest company so we're a non-profit organization we um because of my experience at sas i i try to run us like a charity and we hope to be a charity in the future. Um, uh, our, our, you know, our raison d'etre is we exist to protect our trails and the wild places they take us to. And we're for riders, runners and roamers alike. Everyone's welcome. And we're going to do much more work this year. This is why I was so excited that when you guys contacted me, because we've got, we've got a lot of runners in our, in our community and they often say, oh, is it just for, is it just for riders? You know, so we really want to, answer that question this year because it's not it's not it's not enough to say no it's for everyone it's it we need our stories and the way we present ourselves to make everyone feel welcome so we're aware that we need to do a job um, um and really i suppose the word to, to respond to your um think about well actually it's just the environment we're in you know it's the places we pass through is really actually if we had to say just one word we'd probably say roma we're all romas because that's the feeling i think that we're after that that feeling that sense of freedom you know um f flow state some people like to call it as well which makes it different from litter picking as a like a a task it's actually we're trying to use that flow state that sense of freedom 
as a catalyst for taking responsibility for these places, you know, um, uh, as well. That's, that's, it's an interesting um, distinction you make and talk about sort of coming up with positive solutions rather than shaming people because you, you can imagine there could be that with kind of pick it up, you know, this is wrong. Um, how do you, like, how do you do that? What, what are these events actually like? Because I guess in some ways it's quite hard to make the task of picking up litter exciting or sexy to people. Um, yeah, so, so again, we like, you know, so we talked about who's welcome. Our mission, just again to get it clear, is to, is to create a sustained reduction in the amount of the first thing we do is we call it single-use pollution um maybe i can get into that a little bit more detail later on um obviously we use the word litter because people immediately understand that but it's got lots of connotations to it that we're that we'd like to try a different approach but the other one the really important one is the other part of our mission is to uh reconnect people with nature through purposeful adventure so if we were to distill the issue that we're trying to tackle so the issue of people leaving single-use product pollution in these places that we love down to one word we'd probably say it would be disconnection so the thought for me or you sitting on this call of dropping on your favorite trail think of that favorite trail either your one at home or the one that you the favorite you've ever done the thought of leaving like plastic in that place is like i'd say is argue it's akin to self-harm you know especially the trails that we use during lockdown you know like what they did for us during lockdown um we're so connected to it where it's, so it must be, it must follow that the people who it doesn't cause them emotional distress to leave it there, they must be disconnected from that place. So that's the angle we go for. So to talk about that, to talk about creating connections and what that can do for each other. And to rather than say, you know, pick litter up because we have to, it's more like contributing to these places feels good, you know, working with other people who love these places is a great way of building community um but but really that's why beach cleans went kaboom it's because in a world of like chaos and where in terms of the environmental degradation we're facing it can feel utterly overwhelming going out onto your favorite beach or your favorite trail or you know the favorite riverside um, riverbank and removing plastic pollution from that environment no one can say you haven't had a positive impact on that place. You have made a positive difference. And that, that is not the solution, but it's a great start. And it's also a great way of connecting with that place. You're caring for it, aren't you? You're caring for it. Yeah. Um, you're caring yeah. for it, and therefore you care for it. Um, which, which is, and that's a big problem, really, is I think there's never... And I was guilty of this, too. We did it with kids, especially. Kids are like... Um, uh, Firstly, we've kind of given them too much scary information. So a lot of them are actually suffering from what's called eco grief. You know, like a bit like us, maybe about nuclear war in the 80s. They're, they're like, we're telling them the world's going to end in 10 years. You know, 10 years to save the world. To a kid, that's like, what? 10 years, the world's going to end? You know, all these things and we're telling them plastic's bad. But we're, we're not actually, firstly, not all plastic is bad. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful material. It's how it's used that's the problem. Um, and then the other thing is that we're not helping, we're not doing enough work on why, like why helping them find their why. We're just doing the bad. So litter is bad. Let's get it. Why? Like, why do you care? You know, do you even know why you care? Or are you just angry because we've been programmed to hate litterers, you know? Um, so, so we want to do a lot more work about that. And then what will hopefully follow is that, you, litter isn't even an issue in that if you do that job well 
because the people would never drop it. So I don't know. Like, um, that's one element of our theory of change. It's a far more, even just having this conversation, it, it was revealing how much more of a complex issue it is than just you do or you do not pick up litter. Like there's there's a sort of there's a social element to it and a sort of uh you know th those who do and those who don't and I guess that's kind of confrontational rather than helpful and and it's yeah it needs to be uh it's quite a measured approach I assume especially with the education side with kids because you know they might just pick up habits from family and friends who do litter and they think it's commonplace and you don't want to be telling them that their family's wrong but at the same time <laughs> they are so it's kind of, yeah. kind of like it's 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 a tricky one it's a hard, so so we have a set of values that we really really adhere to as an organization and one of the primary ones is that we will I mean you've already said it before we'll we'll never use blame shame guilt or aggression as a tactic in other words, we'll always be positive. We'll always offer solutions. That doesn't mean that, like, when we're with people we trust, that we aren't really angry and upset with certain things. You know, sometimes it is just awful behaviour. You know, it's just there's no there's no way around that. You know, like oh yeah, like fly tipping. And when you see like a someone's dumped a van load of old sofas in the middle of the street, like in the middle of a country lane or something like that. Well, the interesting thing about that is you move to the way that being black and white about things doesn't always work. So it isn't just litter. You know, you're a litterer. It's like the, there's, there's categories of littering you know so that that's a business plan that's business plan littering you know they they've gone right it cost me a hundred pounds per ton uh, a tip i can drop it here or someone's gone i need to get rid of this stuff that person said they do it for 50 quid and and you know full well that that means it's going to get flight tip because they wouldn't be charging they wouldn't be making a 50 quid loss on the job but that's not the same as someone I was just talking to, a oh, cool thing, I was just talking to Manon Carpenter this morning. Uh, I'm not sure if the, any mountain bikers in your audience know is ex-world downhill champion, but she will work with her and she's, she's incredible what she's doing in her area now with the environmental advocacy. But she was talking to, so she was on a ski trip, I think, and she, was, um, she said she'd seen or she was told about how the, the ski lift, underneath the ski lift, there was this little Hansel and Gretel um, uh, trail of sweetie wrappers that a kid had been dropping as they were going but if you want to go full daily mail on it and just call all litter of scumbags you're calling that kid the same as that fly tipper you know like it's not as simple as that so um and then if you're asking the running community to clean up fly tipping waste it's unsustainable that's the other thing about it, the work is let's 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 focus and achieve something rather than getting bogged down and trying to um trying to do everything and not do everything very well there was a there was a really interesting story last week actually about a guy in vancouver who and this might get into your single use focusing on the single use plastic stuff but he's 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 been collecting nothing but face masks um and he's collected nearly tw over twenty five thousand face masks now and he does it when he goes out for a run he has a he takes a pair of salad tongs and a bag with him and he just runs around <laughs> and just picks up face masks salad oh i need to I need to connect with this guy. This is amazing. Yeah, um, so, so, but that, but I mean, but, but onto the single use thing. He's, he's, he, in his advice is to choose one item, one thing that you see. So, it, be it mm. face masks, which is now obviously probably a massive issue, but you know, or bottles, or you do crisp packets, or you know, just is that is that like a sensible way of approaching it? I, I it's wonderful that it's, you've like really naturally segued across the first thing. As I would honestly love to to um, if you could let me know who that is because. Um, it, it segues directly into so f for us 
regardless of what project we're doing, and we're about to today actually launch our route map for the year. So last week we we released our annual impact report from 2021. So that's the, you know, what actual impact have we had? Um, and we feel that's really important because we're asking people to donate their most precious thing, their time to us, to our cause. So before we ask them to do it again this year, we wanted to show them how we used that last year. So that's the annual impact report. And people can look at that and go, yeah, I'm pleased with how they, I'm satisfied with how they used my time last year. Um, I'm willing to go again. Now our route map comes out and it's the, it's all of our plans for the year. You know, when they're happening, what they are, how you can join in. Um, and then obviously then it enables us to focus in. So we're always, whatever our project looks like, we're always going to be a significant element of um, removing single-use pollution from our trails and wild places. Of course, you know, there's, there's, you know, well, plastic started being used, for example, in 1950. So there's 72 years worth of plastic to, to, to get from out there. Um, but we're also, we intend to get ahead of the problem. So we have a, a, a project called the State of Our Trails Report, which is a scientific um, um, a scientific project in partnership with Bangor University. Um, and that's going to take place over the next five years. Um, so what we'll be doing that is, is looking at the um, causes, prevalence, types, impacts, and solutions to single-use pollution on trails and wild places. So if you... if this is great that you hear about his approach there. First, if I pose a question really to, to you guys and to your audience, is like anti-litter initiatives have existed for 64 years. Have they worked is the first question. I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky, isn't yeah. it? Yes, but, if I, uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, the volume of plastic produced has gone up so True. incredible amount. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, right. So then if you're just focusing on litter and just picking it up, is that a solution? So is there a way of, you know, perhaps even there is an argument for not picking it up, do you know, right. and saying, this is your mess, clean it yeah. up type thing, you know, or, or or I think more appropriately is when you are picking it up, focus on it and, and try to create a story, you know, either lit, just tell a story, photographs, how you feel about it, or even cooler, develop, develop scientific understanding of the issue. So then we can use evidence to create solutions yeah. um and the the great thing is i'm working with bang university as part of a cross-discipline group who are studying masks so the reason i got right. so, so excited yeah, yeah. is i'd like to connect because they're 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 calling from as much data as possible right. on masks so off the back of this off the back of this podcast great. i'm immediately going to try and find that person and introduce them to the bang university team who are doing it so yes and then we're doing we're looking mm. into lucasaid litter right okay so so um, again, this is, for me, it's like recording what you find, what you see, might just be equally important to remove. Oh, you're going to love this guy. He's he's been keeping it in a spread. He's, he's yeah. got a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, spreadsheet. He's got a map. Uh, His name's David David Papania, I think. David Papania. Okay. So yeah, everyone else should follow him. And he's uh, Broadway Run Club at Broadway Run Club on Twitter. And this is amazing. His, th uh, his aim is to collect thirty thousand masks by March. Which I think he probably yeah, will, great. but um, yeah, yeah. So his, uh... Well, there's a really interesting, you know, again, it, if you look at the behaviours into why the masks are being dropped, um, you can find some comparisons with. I was part of the the single use plastic bag charge coming in. I, I dressed as a bag monster in once and stood next to to Zach. What's his name? Zach uh, Goldsmith. Yeah, is Zach it? Goldsmith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Zach Goldsmith. 
as a bag monster in uh, in Birmingham at one point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but but then that plastic bags I was running beach cleans, so, you know, around the country, I was leading them. So I got this really amazing picture of what was out there, and almost overnight, stopped finding plastic bags on beach cleans, and that was literally it was a five p extra charge. I think. I think it ended up costing people. The last time I saw analysis on this, it was like 2018. Uh, the the increase in your shopping for a year would be six pounds or around about, but people almost completely stopped using them. And if they did use them, just five p meant that they didn't drop them. They 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 had a value, and people cared for them more. So my my little semi theory about the masks is that they're almost they're almost the most valueless single-use product we've got at the moment so they're the easiest thing to discard by accident um and then you pile in how much people hate covid so they're associated with that and then you pile in oh well i've dropped it weirdly now maybe uh, because of covid i shouldn't touch it again yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's it's, a hygiene it's aspect isn't yeah. there yeah yeah. yeah 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 so i think i think the i think the the science is going to come off the back of that it's gonna be really interesting um mm. uh, uh, they're going to find out a lot of psychological stuff off the back of the mask stuff i think mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Are there any particular items in um, in running that you found that you think are kind of our equivalent of plastic bags, or, or what you see kind of the most common or most harmful thing that people tend to drop on on trails? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the it's the um, well. For, firstly, it's um, you know to go back to that Lucas Aid one as we're as we're looking into that as well. So for us, for us the top three, the top three br- most uh, sorry, recorded branded items mm. on our trail cleans, um, and that includes all kinds of trails and stuff. Is uh, um, Lucas Aid number one, which is why they're being studied. Yeah, that's the consequence of them being number one. Uh, sadly for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Coca Cola. Which is a real surprise because Coca Cola is so proportionally so much more sold that they are always number one in other th- studies. Right. So that's quite an interesting difference we're mm. seeing. And Monster slash Red Bull. 
Oh, right, so, yeah, I see loads I of that round, yeah. Yeah, Monster have just taken over Red Bull, but um, but Red Bull were third and, and, and they, they'll drop to fourth this year. Um, so that's the, the, that's the most found branded items. But then we asked our followers for the three items that they most dislike to see on trails. And um, pretty much even Stevens, it came out dog poo, bag dog poo, um, uh, plastic bottles because of just just everyone knows about you know 450 years to break down, really recyclable, this kind of stuff, and uh, gel sachets and gel ends. So that's the one really, um, and and that's proportionally for what you know what the products that are being bought with we find way more than we. Sh- than we should proportionally, if that makes sense. You know, how many people are buying Coca-Cola versus how many gel ends we find. Um, and it's it's not just the sachets, it's the ends. So this is the big one for us and, and it probably will become a campaign for us. Uh, we have a strap line called uh, Don't Be a Gel End. Don't Keep Be a Gel End. Your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, because um, we have an after hours one called Don't Be a... a a bet yeah 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 uh, oh okay yeah we can work yeah. that one out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep don't be a keep hold of your gel yeah. end um but but there's there's like okay we so we're not we're not necessarily saying you shouldn't be making gel uh, gels or buying them uh, that's not uh, we could tend to work with reality at trash free trails um it would be cool if people could reduce their single use product consumption it's like do i need that you know Probably not on probably not because it's not race day or you know that kind of thing. That's, but we're not going to get a very good reaction from the gel companies if that's they think that's what we're implying. So it's the idea is for us to work with them. Um, is that two companies? So basically, there is no reason whatsoever, other than perhaps a little bit of extra cost initially, for there not to be a re, uh, a, a little gel top capture system right. on the gel. Because there's, it's very, very difficult for that not to be littered. Yeah, because like, people rip it. You rip it with yeah. your mouth, and then you probably spit it out. On and yeah, that oh, like, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, they're directing them towards racers, people who are like you know might even be racing as a profession. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's it's easy to see. It's not right, but it's easy to understand how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's easy to understand why that really hideously smelly nappy has been left behind the wall in a car park. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Uh, so, so yeah. So, but there's two companies who, who make gels who have the, the capture system. So it's not just like this is what you could do. This is what oh. they are doing. Well, who are they? Do you so know for off us, the top of it? Um, off the top of my head, I know one. It is Power Bar, oh. I think, and I uh, forget right. the okay. other one. So well done, then. Uh, I should have thought that. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean that's another thing too. So you know the positive yeah. approach. Celebrate. Yeah. The good company, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. celebrate the positive reaction, and then people will understand what you're saying about the negative. Also, if you're a consumer, um, like if what's what's if you boil down what a gel does, it's it's energy. So if you're going to be fussy yeah. about flavor or whatever it is, then that's all fine. But as a consumer, okay, what well, is my yeah. gel? Am I supporting a product which is actually better for the environment? Yeah, or I am because it might have the little tag that saves that bit going on the floor. Cool, I'll buy those instead of the other ones. Right, that yeah. makes a difference. Tiny, tiny little thing, but but that tiny little thing, uh, it is gel end. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of them yeah. on our trails. Yeah, like it's crazy how many find. We've got one guy in our community. We've got people who are obsessed with different things, and there's one guy called John, uh, John Bellis, and um, but he 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 Kamek chases. He goes to quite a lot, and um, he found like, well, we have a we actually have a jar. It's not with me right now, but we have a jam jar 
um, full of the ones that he found, over a hundred. And we use it as a guessing game, a conversation starter at events. So guess how many gels are in the in the thing. But he found them in like 15, 20 kilometers, over a hundred gel ends. Um, yeah, and these are made from plastic, tough plastic. Take, let, you know, let's go into the, the details. They take hundreds of years to break down in the environment. They break down to smaller and smaller pieces. And we have, er, we have early scientific suggestion that animals are interacting with these negatively because they're loaded with energy they're attractive to animals. Yeah, right. But, right. Yeah. So, so that's uh, yeah. Do you think that um, I'm just there are a few race companies that I think do take this stuff very seriously. But one that stands out is Centurion, who is a well-known ultra-running company, mainly in the sort of south east of uh, of the UK. And if you're caught um, littering in any way, uh, you're immediately chucked out of the race. And you know, race places for them for those sort of races are 100 pounds and above. So you don't want to get chucked out for sure. And I think as a result, because it's very much in the kind of you know, like it's kind of as important to them as like your mandatory kit or, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really talked about as sort of like a, a top line thing. Um, and I think that, that the levels of littering in those races are very, very low as a res- possibly as a result of actually, you know, if you, if you do, you can actually get chucked out. Do you, would you like to see more more of that kind of thing? Or do you feel like that's almost in the kind of, is that too close to the kind of shaming people about litter? But I feel like it's effective. Uh, no, I don't think, I think, don't think so because I think it's, um, it's giving people expectations mm, ahead, yeah. ahead of the is so it's not it's not we, we didn't tell you about it and now we're going to tell yeah, you off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like we set these expectations yeah. and we told yeah. you why um you know we why because so we have a um one of our strap lines that relates to our uh, a, a thing called the state of our trails summit is that we're, we're here for the trails so we wouldn't we're here for the trail we would not be here if it wasn't for these trails so that that company centurion wouldn't be making a living if it wasn't for those the trails and the ecosystems that host them therefore the first name on the team sheet has to be that environment that that's something we're, we're asking people to consider um so what we'll be we're excited we piloted it last year and you might have noticed we piloted um the tft approved scheme um with uh, it's a self-accreditation scheme um and we piloted it with th- uh, three mountain bike races last year so red bull hardline uh, the Norton Northumbrian Enduro and the Enduro World Series Tweed Valley. Um, and we've just confirmed partnership with Red Bull this year, long-term partnership, which is really exciting. And they, that will enable us to launch that project for every, uh, as an open source um, scheme for any event organizer this year. Oh, that's year. good. Right. Um, so the idea behind that is to focus initially on reducing your single-use product and waste footprint. Um, and it's a self-accreditation matrix and guide uh so you work through it check it off reduce things like okay do we use cable ties can we use an alternative uh can we use composting toilets instead of this you know work all the way down it and then you get a score and um and yeah then then you can download either a bronze silver or gold tft approved medal and and you can you can tell people like that the great thing about it is it is self-accreditation so it's based on trust but you've also got probably a thousand secret shoppers coming to your event so if you said you if you said you're gold and you've got polystyrene everywhere or whatever but yeah so we you know speaking to your audience like if you're if you're a runner who i know there's so many like people that are miles ahead of us on this that you know in terms of their daily lives their single use footprint or even their wider environmental footprint you know firstly you could ask positively as well ask your event you know it doesn't have to be the TFT approved scheme, but it is open source for it's free to use. You know, would you consider using it? Or it's cool that you are. That's why I'm decided to join. You know, going to an event 
and feeling like a contributor as opposed to a consumer really works nicely for me. Like I, I enjoy myself more when I feel like I'm part of the event as opposed to passing through it. And it's the same with your adventures, you know. If you're, you know, you go on an adventure and you simply consume the environment and community you're in, it's much cooler if you like join in and make friends and things. So, um, so one thing we do at mountain bike races is, is we started off um, really early. It was like, Dom, can you come to this race? It was Tweed Love, and blah blah blah, and we'll do a trail clean on the Sunday. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And I got there and I was like, something doesn't feel right to me. I don't, it doesn't feel right that. And I and I was like, ah, what we're saying is, if we're saying we're doing a trail clean on the end of the event. We're essentially giving permission to litter for the weekend. So actually we flipped it and I asked, can I speak to everyone at the start as part of the briefing and say, I'm going to issue a clean trails challenge. So can I ask you all to make, not for it not to be weird to call out littering, for it to be weird to litter. That's the first thing. The second one is, can I ask you all to promise that everything you take with you, you'll bring back in. If you pack it out, pack it in. And then finally, there's about 500 people about to ride through this beautiful countryside. If we all pledged to pick up one or two or three pieces, we could leave it spotless. We could actually leave a positive trace of our passing through this place. Um, and that's the aim of Trash Free Trails. That's one of our primary values. It's no longer, enough to, no longer enough to leave no trace. As riders, runners and roamers, we must now leave a positive trace of our passing through these places and the communities that rely on them. So, um, and again... You know, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely thing. So, these event organisers are going right. They're not, they're not saying, excuse my language. They're not saying, how can I, I, I know. I, well, the first instance is, let's not muff this place up. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. The, and the second one is, can I do something positive? Like a great example, the Welsh Enduro Series, in a, this lovely village in Mid Wales, they raise money for a local, uh, and they've raised enough money to install a local pump track in this tiny village Amazing. in Wales, off the back of holding yeah. this event. So that's leaving a positive trace on the community there. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah, are there um, a sort of as a bit of a myth buster? Are there sort of like yeah. things like it's just a myth, myth busting when it comes to to to, to litter on on uh, you know not any old litter but sort of things like banana skins, orange peels, all those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, where does that? Because yeah, cool, I think okay. it's all right to drop them. I'm like that's fine. I'm not expecting like an orange tree to grow, but I'm a bit like oh that's okay, isn't it? Biodegradable. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if you compare it directly to, to you know, plastic litter mm -hmm. or yeah. be careful with plastic pollution because cans are a big yeah. problem too. You know, both in mm. terms of the aesthetics but also um, impacts on wildlife. Mm. So that's why single use pollution. Um, so compare it directly to that, then yeah, it's not the same. It's biodegradable. But then the first instance I'd always say is the first thing I'd say is like, can you you know can you pack it back mm. out again? Like yeah. You know, so that's the first thing is like, is it a big deal for you not to yeah. drop it? Yeah, sure. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the first one is like, and second one is, is it, is it, I mean, native is going to dodgy ground because I'm sure you've got some very knowledgeable <laughs> botanists and, Romas you know, it's like nothing Romas is native. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but really, it's like, is do you see many banana trees or orange yeah. trees? Yeah, is it an apple core? Is it an orange? Yeah, okay. Fine. On Snowden, yeah, yeah. for example, because Snowden's a lot of orange peel I'm seeing there now, you know? Yeah. And, and the, the third one is aesthetics, which, you know, how does, how does it make you feel when you see a brown, rotten banana peel, like, on the mm. seat that you... And, and, there, and it's not just... There is actually a real scientific element to that. So mm. there's really strong evidence that 
litter reduces people's connection, yeah. sense mm. of connection with, so it reduces the well-being benefits. Yeah. But also back to that thing about us, connection to the environment, is it, mm. it reduces that. It might also encourage yeah. litter because litter breeds litter. Yeah. And then the yeah. final thing is there's a study done on Snowdon and Snowdon that has demonstrated it has a negative environmental impact okay. because um, the, the soil there is quite um, delicate. It's quite poor. Right. It's nutrient yeah. poor. And that changes the pH value and reduces the quality of that um, poor soil that the, any plants or animals that are already existing there are already like on a right. fine line. So really, you go through that whole list and suddenly like, may as well just put it in my bag. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah, I think that... The, the, I, th- I would I would say that the biggest thing there is is that it, if you see one thing that allows your brain to consider it okay, then that's inevitably going to be the thing that lets people do more of it. But but I think I think it's also like we don't talk about it too much. Like I've already I'm already a bit nervous about doing that then because I feel like maybe I've shamed yourself, Rick. You know, and <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like and uh, and, and I don't want to. Yeah, so yes, you have. Yeah, pocket, exactly. Like, really? yeah, um, no, 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 no I think um, and I've probably hid behind a sort of um, oh, it's biodegradable. Oh, as a sort too. of blanket excuse for any kind of uh, fruit yeah, and vegetable. Definitely. If I'm out on a trail, oh, it's probably okay. A carrot, like just leaving a carrot. I would never. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Exactly. The thing is, I would never ever, like, throw anything away. But I have thrown banana peels, for sure, because mm. of mm. thinking that they were biodegradable. A bit of a grey area, like isn't compost, it? Yeah. and yeah. so maybe it will help something grow. Or- yeah, it is. But again, the, this study on Snowden—it was two years yeah. it took. All right. To break yeah. Down. Yeah. So it was there for two years, and a really cool one. I was like, well, I found it cool as a nerd. Like, we did uh, Hardline last year, Rebel yeah. Hardline. Um, and again, I'm not sure if you're, um, um, but essentially it's a one-off race every year and no one else rides there ever. So it's just ridden mm-hmm. once a year right, for a week. Right. So we found it's really interesting because you've got this snapshot yeah. of litter items year on year on year. So one example would be where they were running the TV cables up the thing. They were 100 meters. So we were finding uh, tape from the 100 meter cable lengths in exactly the same place. And we found one from right at the start because it had crumbled. Right. Uh, so that, and another example was I found like, do you know the evolution of man illustration? Yeah. I found oh, yeah, about, yeah. Te- about 10 banana peels that you could do that with. <laughs> so you could see like how you know, they were clearly had been there for different lengths right. of time over yeah, years. Yeah. And the one was like super kind of gnarled. And then there was a fresh one from that <laughs> week. You know, so I don't know. It's interesting. I think, I think, I, I don't think anyone listening, if you, if you've got a banana peel and you're running or you're racing and you're like, and you're like, right, I can't carry this in my pocket or something, yeah. you know, if you've got to do something, just maybe put it out of sight and put it somewhere mm. like in the grass or in a, you know, where it's, but it would, I'd, yeah, it would have to be a hedgerow or something where it's not visible. Yeah. But yeah, this is, yeah, it's rare that that happens. But I have just mainly from on a bike and, and having uh having a, a, a exploded one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, so I'm covered in banana at this point and I, and, <laughs> yeah, and so I can't, horrible. and so I've, just, I've, yeah. I've, 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 I apologise to all the wildlife that I affected. That's the other thing, like saying out loud, we used to do a thing at Surface Against Who's called the Honesty Corner and it was working with kids at the time and it was uh, often working with kids with behaviour problems. And um, one thing we do is like, and I, and I, same stuff going on with bloody in Parliament at the moment. It's like, I, I don't like, I don't like unsaid things, you know, and <laughs> like it. it's like, so we used to do the thing of like, we put the honesty helmet on and it's like an amnesty, <laughs> it's an amnesty. If you, I mean, and literally like that, 
you're kind of protected like it's amnesty you're not gonna get yeah. any trouble but i want to ask you now and see if we can mark this as a change in behavior yeah. so for example have you ever dropped litter and uh, yeah. they honestly held it on totally safe that you know and then based on what you've learned during this talk will you you know put your hands up if you'll drop litter again and they kept it down so it's like yeah, yeah right, absolutely let's 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 not berate each other for the past let's try mm. to move forward so um that's the same with the with exactly the same kind of principle oh, with this yeah. is like and the other one is like yeah yeah they're good buy you, i yeah, bought my brother one of those yeah, banana one pipe those. things for his bike let's say like, get one of those get one of those bad boys yeah uh yeah <laughs> would, would you would you say dom i mean that that in some ways littering littering is a symptom and the cause is is disconnection to the environment yes it's a perfect way of putting it yeah yeah and I, and as far as i mean you said a little bit of stuff you're doing there but how like how are we getting to the root cause and is it about going into schools is it about getting people young and, and getting them to really feel a connection with the the natural world or the trails how, how how do we go about doing it the kind of the approach that i've experienced and, and been witness to and you know uh, again at surface against sewage is you is the it's the, it's the kind of standard approach of, of working at grassroots um, um of government and industry level so so that's the approach so, so that's why again we're very careful at trash retrials to make sure we remind everyone that we're still very small and we intend to be very we, we intend to stay small as an organization but have an enormous impact so we call that small enormous um um uh, so, for example, going down that kind of government policy line is a very sophisticated area of work. So, you, so in my opinion, you have to be, in my opinion, you have to be ready to do that properly. Otherwise, you'll waste people's time. Um, but yeah, you know, so it has to, there has to be a cross, um, a cross-sectional approach to that. So, you know, the, the bag charge made a big difference. You know, the um, the deposit return system that they're trying to get through at the moment but they're stalling on so you know uh, you pay an extra 10p or 20p on your bottle of coke and then you return it to the the, the deposit system in store and you get that money back that that's resulted in zero plastic bottle litter in some scandinavian countries and some american states um so there's that yeah and then i'd say again some words have been exploited like the word education has been exploited or has been hijacked to be like a kind of hammer you know, so people just need educating, and it's like, oh, like, you, oh, you're going to educate me, are you? You know, and like, to know, it's like that, that's the response that they might have. So really, it's like, it's getting ahead of the problem. Yeah, it's going, like, let's see the value of these places, like, for ourselves, and let's see how we can contribute to maintaining that value. Um, and one way would be not leaving. It. And then, but there is a massive skeleton in the closet. You know, an elephant in the room, in the I don't want to go into this now because it's quite a heavy one, but um, try to how to condense it. We really need to be honest with ourselves and and be aware that the the term litter and the the anger we feel about littering has been very carefully nurtured by companies who are make who are making extraordinary amounts of money from sing, single use plastic from creating single-use plastic which makes them huge amounts of money um so we need to look at that system too like like not just saying we well, need to stop buying yeah. more. it's like placing blame on the like consumer for the product that play, that's it so placing all the blame so again i want to say it now so maybe some of your listeners might be going what so you're really saying that it's coca-cola's fault that some scumbags dropped it 
No, but we're not saying they don't have some responsibility. That's the thing. So shared responsibility is the thing we're, we're pushing for. So I say, actually, if we would be, if I were to say, if I were to sum up like you so brilliantly did with the litter sim the symptom, sum up what we're trying to, our approach and what we're trying to contribute to as plankton in a massive ecosystem, like that's the other thing to be clear about. Like we're not, we're not Greenpeace. We're not surface against image. We're not UNEP, you know, uh, UNEP or whatever trying to contribute to is creating this sense of purposeful shared responsibility that, 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 that is transparent and honest too. So it hasn't got these like unsaid things, you know, where, where it's like, oh man, I'm a bit uncomfortable about doing a trail clean every single year because we are actually trying to do anything about why it's being dropped there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning up after people, you know, uh, I, I'm not talking. So yeah, so that's why all of our projects are about that really would be about adding these layers of purpose to people. So, you know, if you, if you take part in our spring clean, which is taking place across the whole of April, um, if you take part, you can get involved on that really simple, keep it simple level where you, you, you're out that day and you go, you know what, I'm going to stop and I'm going to put as much litter in my hand as I can. And I'm going to dispose of that. And I might tell a story about why I've done it all the way to, I'm going to do trail cleans every single day this 30 days with my school group and we're going to record it and report it as part of the, citizen, the state of our trails report and contribute to science. You know, there's this all this, we provide this depth of involvement that people can can uh, join in with so they can evolve. They can, if you think about it in school terms, they can graduate th through the through the process. Um, yeah, you know, and nowhere is that better represented than, you know, running and plogging, for example, you know, it's like, it's a it's a it's a really nice people know and love that hashtag you know so if you attach that to just removing a handful of litter every time you go for a run and why you did it not just how angry you are why it matters to you then that's the start of a journey both for them and maybe for their wider community what you guys do is, is such a an incredible thing and there's a way that people can get involved and, and where's the best place for people to find out what they can do to to get involved oh uh, yeah well so um we we use social media a lot because again we're small and they're, they're great platforms for that so we're just trash free trails on all platforms i'd say we're most active on instagram um trash free trails uh it, that, so that's a great way of joining in and we're we're really responsive to people who want to talk to us in there and share us we love people sharing their stories with us um you know so generally just the hashtag trashy trails is a really nice way of doing it um our website we take a lot of time to make that um really user-friendly so that's just trashfreetrails.org um and like so what you'll see on there especially from today onwards today we're launching our route map for the year so that's that that's that um um we're using the you know kind of uh, contour profile we're stealing that function a little bit and also leasing a kind of like a pieced map idea. So each of our projects has got a number that you can then refer to and see when it's going to happen. So we've got that and we've got our three big project summits on there. So the other thing is that I'd like to, you know, everyone say the three big things we'd love people to get involved with to help us make a load of noise. Because obviously the main thing we're trying to create is this self-sustaining day-to-day activity. That's how it's going to, you're going to create sustained change by it becoming habits for people. That they don't need they don't need to hear from me or from trash retrails or from it becomes part of daily life um but we also like to celebrate that every now and then and so that's why we have these project summits so the spring clean is that is about uh, getting ready for the year celebrating our trails you know realizing you can make a difference then in 
the August, we're asking people to join us on what we call purposeful adventures. So that widens our remit a little bit. We're talking then about um, leaving a positive trace on your adventures. So are you going for a two-day running trip or a running trip somewhere? Can you can you le- can you do that in a more carbon neutral way? Can you can you connect with the community in some way? Um, can you know can you uh, use it as a way of increasing your health and well-being, your mental health and well-being? So be more mindful about what you're doing. This is that's purposeful adventures, and then. In the autumn, so in October, we're having a massive education and understanding month, which again is really exciting. So we're going to use what we've learned throughout the year as an educational tool to evolve and graduate and make plans for the following year. So uh, that's how they, those are the things we'd love people to get involved with, um, you know, riders, runners and roamers alike. Um, yeah, and and the bottom line is we also, I'd love people to know, is that we really strongly believe in what we call uh, doing it ourselves so our dio principle so rather than becoming an umbrella organization um in other words basically we need you we don't believe you need us you know, that's the, that's the thing you know to achieve our mission we need you we need you to believe in what we're doing and to share your efforts with us um so we create these toolkits that um aim to provide people with the inspiration information and tools to do things in their own way um in their own time so you can go on our website right now and you can view our um, DIO Do It Ourselves Trail Clean Toolkit, which is nine steps to deliver a safe, effective and enjoyable trail clean. Um, so that's, again, that's for people who would like to go a bit deeper. Because the bottom line is, if you pick up a bottle of, you know, a Lucozay bottle next time you're out on the trail, or if you photo it, photograph it and tag it, Trash Free Trails Lucozay Litter, hashtag Lucozay Litter, that'll even go into an academic survey uh, study. So, yeah. There's a multitude of ways, but I don't want to overcomplicate. Keep it simple, stupid. If you see it, if you see it, pick it up and tell the story about why you did it. Don thanks so much for your time. Absolutely great to talk to you on the Ones World podcast. And I think anyone listening to that is going to be a fan of what you're doing at Trash Free Trail. So hopefully we'll get a lot more runners um, coming your way and getting involved. That'd be great. Yeah. And, then, and, and it's, yeah, it's like a massive thank you to to um, the runners that have already been involved and the runners in our A-team as well. So there's people like James McKeddy and um, uh, and um, Jill Hulsby and my sister, actually, who's an ultra runner. They're, yeah. they're really, they've, been, they've been nudging me gently for a long time. Need good. to do more for runners, Dom. Good. <laughs> right. Sounds good. Yeah. Dom, thanks again. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, guys. Great to meet you. There you go, Ben. We learned quite a lot from there, I think. I mean, I, I'm not dropping banana skins again or orange peel, but I think more than that, the kind of what littering is at its core is about kind of this slight disconnection and when he talks about almost like the it's almost the equivalent of self-harming i think that was really true because you and i both love the outdoors like lots of people listening so the idea of littering is kind of like anathema to us whereas if you feel more disconnected from a place maybe your chances of sort of you know discarding pieces of litter are much higher so some of some of the solution is is in getting people to care more about the outdoors i think no and he's right and it's it's even even the the items that I can count on one hand that I've ever dropped being fr- old bits of fruit or food, you know, still still it, it it does make a massive difference. So imagine if you take that, but it's plastic or it's a can or something like that, and so you can kind of like, yeah, it's the the significance of it, and especially as you say, we love where we 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 get to explore. So let's all try and look after. Yeah, it. have a positive impact. It's good. Um, exactly. Let us know what you think about Trash Free Trails and the podcast. You can let us know at podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. And this is the end of uh, this week's Runners World podcast.
Email us in. What's the strangest thing you found on a trail? <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be All good, right? yeah. It's probably some like weird shit. Yeah, it's probably some weird stuff going on. Um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Hopefully Jane will be back next week, so it won't just be me and Ben. Um, but we did all right today. I think we did all right this week, Ben. We were okay. I mean, it's fine. You know, we're better as a three. We're better to as be a honest, three. Really. Of course we are. Of course we are. Like um, the Bee Gees. But, you know, <laughs> there were four of those, weren't they? I think there was, yeah. There have been a lot of deaths in the Bee Gees, haven't there? But I oh, think right, it might just be Barry now. On his own. It's taken it's taken a dark turn. Rick's pills have kicked in, right, guys. We better go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe to magazines. Do all the usual stuff that we tell you about. But anyway, that's enough. <laughs> all right, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.